I'm Amy Pruitt. I'm Lisa Dumas. I teach Ayurveda and yoga. I teach yoga. I'm a yoga therapist in training, and I offer transformational coaching. But that's just part of the story. We're moms, daughters, wives, and friends. We're always learning, and we've both experienced healing by what we teach. And the intention of this podcast is to offer you our favorite tools from the traditions and sciences that support us as we navigate the realities and stressors of modern life. Each week, we'll share stories, answer your questions, and talk to others who inspire us. Welcome to the Radiant Warrior Podcast. Yoga and Ayurveda to reclaim a courageous heart. Amy, we have to share your exciting news. I bought a yoga studio. (laughs) Back in the radio station days, there would be some producer like clicking a button that would play a bunch of applause or like a marching band or something. But in my heart, there is a huge reception for that news. That is so amazing. Tell us, tell us how this happened. It has come together. Literally, it feels like overnight. I have been searching for space that felt right for my students and my clients here in Central Ohio. I have probably looked at a hundred spaces, literally. They might have one quality that was great. You know, maybe they had a yoga space that was beautiful, but yet there wasn't a space for Ayurveda or practitioner space or vice versa. Maybe it had beautiful practitioner space, but no space for yoga. So for the past year, I felt very like, very much like a traveling roadshow running to the yoga studio where I was teaching and teaching there and packing up props and then seeing clients privately and having a bunch of props in my car and then meeting my Ayurveda clients in a separate office space or by Zoom or video conferencing. And I wanted to create a home for my local students. I felt very passionate about that and have been on the hunt for a long time and not finding anything that fit to the point where I was ready to build something from the ground up literally and was beginning to start that process of a new build, which was very exciting. And I could pick out all the things and have it just be perfect, but that still wouldn't even come to fruition for another almost year. And then I got an email on about, what has it been? Maybe 10 days ago. (laughs) And with this news that this beautiful studio in my town was potentially going to close because the owner's husband was being transferred to Michigan. And I reached right out to her and said, I would love to talk to you about your space because it's so beautiful. And the students there are amazing. And the teachers are just some of the best in the city. And I just immediately reached out and we've been talking every day and working out the details. And I now own a yoga studio in central Ohio. And it will officially open under my name in, on June 1st. And I just couldn't be more excited. A little stressed, a little overwhelmed, a little, you know, harried, but, but it's really becoming a dream come true. I could not be happier for you. You are the perfect personality to take an endeavor like this because you're so thoughtful and mindful and you're very detail-oriented. So that community is very lucky and the community of teachers will be so supported by you. And I cannot wait for my next visit to Columbus to see this space and to teach in it too, if you'll have me and collaborate with you. Absolutely, absolutely. You might just have to move here. (laughs) Maybe part-time, yeah. (laughs) So more details, please. What is the new name of your new space in Columbus? So it will be called Radiant Yoga and Wellness. Well, we love the word radiant. (laughs) I know. I know. We're all radiant. And I just want to continue that. It's a beautiful word. I know that you resonate with that so deeply. And it is a beautiful word to use when you're talking about the possible effects of committing to yoga and Ayurveda and all of these uh, 
practices that we're utilizing from the inside out, there are times when we can feel that way. And so that is a beautiful, beautiful name of your studio. Mm, I, I agree. I, I just knew from the beginning that that's what the name would be. We were chatting a little bit before pressing the record button and we're catching you really in the middle of this transition. And so you've had so many meetings and bank meetings and phone calls and calls with teachers and calls from the community. And you shared that, you know, when you make a choice like this, it's also a lot. You're handling it beautifully and there's so much good and there's so much abundance. There's so much gratitude and excitement but it also comes with what? Overwhelm, <laughs> um, self-doubt, questioning my worth, mm-hmm. questioning my ability to really step into this new role. Also, I have a little bit of a headache. <laughs> I can't lie. Today, for the first time, I realized that my head hurts, literally. And I really feel like it is because of all of the stimulation and decision-making and questioning and thoughts are just going a thousand miles an hour. And today it just showed up as a headache. Yeah. And it's fitting that you're sharing that today about your real time experience, because today we were planning on sharing a bit of a practice about the koshas. And this is a term that we use a lot on this podcast because it's such an interesting healing resource from the science of yoga and Ayurveda. It's to do with how yoga perceives a human being. And Amy and I decided, you know, we we talk a lot about it, but mere language doesn't really do it justice. It's hard to describe some of these really sacred concepts using the words available to us. And we were wishing that we could give our listeners a bit of an experience of the koshas because that's where the real learning happens. And I've been teaching about this lately too. So we both feel quite inspired by this. And then when you shared, all right, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I have a headache. We were thinking it was interesting because the koshas can be this very much real world healing resource. Um, it's not like we want to transcend these different layers of being a human being, but we want to balance each of them. And each of them are related to a different aspect of who we are. We've got our physical body layer. We've got our breath energy body layer, the layer that is our thinking lower mind, like that includes all of our filters and our worries, the more intuitive wisdom mind. And then finally, this true nature center yoga yoga teaches this is sort of the true self this peaceful abiding nature at the core of every human being and we can think of koshas as like sort of obscuring this place and then there are different practices that help to balance each of the koshas so when you say something like it's been overwhelming i've had so many racing thoughts and so many conversations and i have a headache would you agree that we're dealing with you know, this Anamaya Kosha, physical body, when it comes to the actual ache of your head, but that's so related to Manomaya Kosha, the layer of the mind that has been so intensely full. Yes, totally. And Pranamaya Kosha, because I don't feel like I have taken a deep breath in about a week. Do I find that on busy days, even being a teacher that is so interested in in, in the breath and knows the power of the breath, I will catch myself gripping in the belly and holding my breath and, and wondering why I'm starting to feel a little bit tense. It's, it's a constant reminder and it's all so connected. So in a worried, headachey state like Amy, we might use the kosha model in order to help her rebalance. We would likely first say, all right, take some time to breathe. Since I am in this current state of overwhelm and feeling scattered, feeling a little untethered with all these big decisions that I have going on, how do you feel about leading me through the koshas? I'll give you a practice for the koshas along with our listeners, and then you can give feedback on on how it shifted things real time with you. That would be such a gift. 
for our listeners, the rest of this experience now, the rest of this podcast is really designed for you to use as a practice. So if you happen to be in driving or in the middle of doing something in your day, you might want to press pause and then resume when you have 30 minutes or so, when you can just completely lie back and enjoy. And the intention is to offer a felt sense of each of these different aspects of who we are. Okay, Amy, well, I'm so happy to offer this to you today. Um, You, along with everybody else practicing with you, it's time to get yourself comfortable. Are you somewhere where you can lie down and find layers and maybe place something underneath the thighs, which can support your low back? And just make sure that you feel as comfortable as humanly possible. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, this is fun. (laughs) So a little bit more background for those of you who this is something very new. For lack of better words, we can think of an onion when we think of koshas. And this word kosha is a Sanskrit term for veil or sheath or covering. And the most external layer of who we are, the outer layer of the onion, is known as Anamaya Kosha. This is the physical body. I'm talking about the Koshas in a linear fashion because this is the way our brain works, but it's not really like that. Any shift that we create to a certain layer affects the other. And we don't necessarily have to work with them one by one, but in a practice like I'll be offering Amy and you right now, we will be doing it one by one, but you'll notice that you feel more than just the one. After the physical body, we tend to speak about the energetic body or the subtle body. This might seem theoretical to some, but this is the part of us that is affected if we were to go get acupuncture or yoga teaches us that with a really well-aligned asana practice, we're also freeing and balancing our energy. And we might feel that way after a yoga practice, just as we might feel that way after acupuncture. And that's pranamaya kosha, prana meaning life force. Then we're dealing with manomaya kosha, that lower level of the mind, the storytelling mind, and the part of the mind that, that, that may be out of balance with Amy or for anyone right now that has a lot going on, a very busy mind, and it's a challenge to quiet it. And there's lots of tools that we can offer to manage that part of the mind. And when we are managing that part of the mind, we can naturally open up to Vijnamaya Kosha, the wisdom body, the intuitive body. And then at the core, this place that is normally hidden from us is Anandamaya Kosha or bliss body, bliss meaning happiness without a reason. And the reason that we know that this part of ourselves is usually obscured is because we're not normally spending all of our time resting in pure awareness, right? We're living our lives and we're worried and we're stressed and we're succumbing to different beliefs. So this is why we know that this place is often shrouded in these veils or sheaths and there's lots of different practices that can lift the covers for a brief moment so that we can rest in that place and maybe remember to go more often. Now, Amy, before you get too comfortable as an Ayurveda practitioner, how did I do there? Is there anything that you would add? No, I think you did a beautiful job. I was already starting to sink deeper into the (laughs) ground beneath me as you were speaking. (laughs) All right. Your your words will not be required any longer then. Um, I'm still here, but I am fully taking this experience in. So as our listeners, you should do this practice alongside me because this is a gift. So become as comfortable as possible. And if you're comfortable closing your eyes, it's nice to do so that you can start to shift your awareness away from everything 
that you have been thinking and planning and strategizing and move your awareness into your body. And I know that this doesn't always feel comfortable and that's okay. But just do your best to bring your awareness to the parts of your body that are creating a connection with whatever you're lying on. Let your mind scan those points of contact between your body and the support of the ground and see what happens if you allow yourself to sink into that support. See if you can allow yourself to be completely held and scan all of those points of contact at once. And then bring your awareness to the base of your body. Let's start with your feet. And simply notice any sensations, any pulsations that you're feeling at the tips of your toes and the soles of your feet. You might notice that the mind, Manomaya Kosha, has some stories, has some judgments, has some reasons why the feet feel that way or preferences when it comes to temperature. See if you can just notice that and then observe those sensations as if you've never felt them before. Feel both feet at the same time. Let your awareness travel up your right leg, noticing any sensation around the knee and the thigh, front and back, and feeling texture of fabric on skin. And then the awareness travels up left leg, around the knee, front and then back of the thigh, and start to feel both legs at the same time. Now your awareness travels to your torso where your breath becomes slightly deeper as you bring your awareness to all the places around the belly button. See if you can allow all of those places to relax so that you begin to feel your inhales filling and expanding your belly. And it feels like the volume of your body just got bigger as you inhale. And then notice how the exhales seem to naturally melt tension off of you. As your shoulders get heavy. And the bones of your arms get heavy. Feel sensation in your hands, both of them at the same time. Feel fingertips and thumb on the right hand. Fingertips and thumb on the left. Let your awareness scan both hands and both arms. Feel sensations of your face. Full face sensation. And allow your longer exhalations now to soften the places that we hold a lot of tension, the jaw and the tongue. Create a little bit more space between the eyebrows and relax the forehead. Check in with the other senses. Even though your eyes are closed, notice what you see behind closed lids. Movement, light, shape. With as much acceptance as possible. Just leaning into sounds as they make their way towards you. any scent, and even any taste. 
Let your awareness move in all directions, feeling full body sensation. And then bring your attention to cool air as it moves in through your nose. And warm air as it moves out. Let all of your attention focus on the movement of your breath. Where do you feel the effects of the inhalation? In the torso, arms, in the head? And notice how grounded and relaxed you feel at the end of each exhalation. At the top of the inhalation, feel the air around you. And at the end of the exhalation, feel the interior of your body. Begin to shape your breath even more consciously. Let your next inhale expand the belly even more. And then allow that inhale to expand the rib cage. And breathe all the way up so you feel the collarbones expand. And visualize your exhalation moving down. As if you could exhale from tops of lungs to the bottom. Continue to see the breath moving up the length of the torso. Filling an expanding torso and moving down. And on your next exhalation, send the breath all the way to the soles of your feet and picture your breath inhaling up from soles of the feet to crown of the head. Now breath is fully in the body. Exhale, reaching all the way down to the soles and inhaling up to crown of head. Notice how the mind has been focusing on the breath. And when we give the mind a point of focus, there's less space for that mind to ruminate. There's less space for thinking and worries. When the mind does wander, which it's bound to do, simply and gently draw the attention back to your breath. And as you become more adept at watching your breath, begin to watch thoughts as they arise. And it will become very apparent that you are not generating the thoughts that come. For the next few moments, whenever an image, a word, a phrase, a memory, a plan, an idea, Whenever anything arises under the realm of thinking, simply notice and inwardly say thought.
And then we offer Monomaya Kosha, another tool to manage it, to balance it. And this is choosing where to place our mind. Now, rather than simply observing random thoughts as they arise in your awareness, observe what we call a mantra. This word or words will protect a ruminating mind. The two words here, now. As you inhale, inwardly speak here. And as you exhale, inwardly say now. Continue for the next few cycles of breath. Here, now. When the mind wanders, just come back. Notice how you are connected to the one who's watching the thinking. Notice how you become the witness. There is thinking and then there is the one observing. I invite you to consider personifying this aspect of you, the part of you peacefully witnessing and watching the chaos of the mind. Just as the depths of a vast lake are still while the surface of the water might ripple and wait. The invitation is to create a visualization of this aspect of you. A part of you that is your higher mind, your intuition, your inner wise one. See if you can create this being in your mind. And imagine what this part of you wants you to know. Especially in a moment where there is doubt and wondering if we're up to the challenge. What would the inner wise one want you to know? Bring your awareness back to all the sensation that you're feeling at the palms of your hands. And if they're not already, turn the palms face up. Come back to your breath and connect with your inhalation. I invite you to link your inhalation to the quality of receiving not doing, not having to make a plan or take care of anyone else, but simply allowing your inhalation to be an opportunity to receive from this present moment. This is an opportunity to ask for guidance and ask for support. This is an opportunity to receive 
from the intentions that we create. What wants to be received? Bring your awareness to the center of your chest and visualize this inhale, drawing what it is you are receiving right to the symbolic heart space. And you can plant that intention right there. And there's nothing else you have to do. Expand your awareness from the center of your body, that spiritual heart center, out to the periphery of your body. And with eyes closed, feel yourself there. Feel the room around you. And begin to expand your awareness to loved ones, people that support you that are cheering you on. Offer them these four blessings. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you live a life of ease. Two more times inwardly to your loved ones. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you live a life of ease on your own. Now expand your awareness to friendships and acquaintances, broadening your circle, your community. You can bring to mind as many faces as arrive. Four blessings to them. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you live a life of ease. Then consider strangers, people around the world, working hard on causes that mean something to them. wanting to be happy. Holding so many of the same wants and desires as we do, even though we may never meet. And offer these four blessings. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you live a life of ease. And then finally, feel yourself in the room, air on skin, breath in and out. Consider yourself with awareness at the center of the chest. May I be safe. May I be healthy. May I be happy. May I live a life of ease. Repeat it two more times inwardly. Allow your mind to scan your experience now. Feel physical body touching into sensations in the senses. Deepen your breath and feel the quality of your breath now. Notice if it's smoother and bigger and brighter. Let the mind continue to watch the breath. Where do you feel breath and body? Continue to consider settling in with the one who's observing it all. 
continue to consider connecting with the one that is peacefully abiding. And from this place, set an intention for the coming day or week. What quality of the heart are you wanting to cultivate? What information that came from your wise one might serve as your North Star for the days ahead? Receive what is needed from this experience as you begin to slowly awaken physical body. And before you move on with the rest of your day, offer, offering some thanks to this resource that is always with you. When you're ready, Amy. Oh, that was lovely. Thank you. I'm honored. And I was thinking that it would be helpful to get your feedback and then maybe you can help me break down why I offered what I offered for each kosha and why that might be helpful. So I can share that at the beginning of this practice, I was feeling a rapid mind and racing thoughts and not quite connected to my body. I had a headache. I felt very untethered and overwhelmed with everything that's been going on over the past week. And so I really tuned into your voice and your instructions and did all the things that you told me to do. And when you were guiding me through Anamaya Kosha, the body, and I was noticing all the points of contact where my body was supported by the ground beneath me, it got me out of my head and into my body. And I noticed areas where I was holding tension or gripping and began to soften all those places as you so beautifully did that body scan going up the right leg and pausing at the knee, going up the left leg. And even with my headache, I was able to almost take a step back from my headache and become less attached to it. And it began to soften as you moved on to pranamaya kosha. I felt my breath deepen. I felt my belly soften as opposed to holding so much tension in my torso, keeping it all together this week. I was able to lengthen my breath and deepen my breath and feel the effects of that, which are always so calming and soothing for me. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to tap into that breath all week. Yeah, I think when we practice with pranamaya kosha, that's when it's proven to us that it's impossible to work with each individually because they all lead into one another. And when we're working with pranamaya kosha, we immediately feel the experience in our physical bodies and in our minds. And that can be such a direct gateway home to true nature right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. I was guided into Manomaya Kosha when you were asking us to notice our thoughts and even say the word thought. And I was noticing what my thoughts were, and they were still wanting to be judging or questioning feeling like I wasn't prepared for this new endeavor. And I had this loud voice come into my head that said, knock it off. Mm. (laughs) As these thoughts would come in that were of self-doubt or critical, it came again, knock it off. 
very firmly, very quickly, knock it off. Mm -hmm. And I observed that and was amused. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and I listened to that and the self doubting voice listened as well because it got quieter. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to keep that at the forefront of my mind when these thoughts are coming in, that other voice is going to pop up and say, knock it off. Stop with with the self-doubt. Stop with the questioning. Knock it off. And it's helpful when we're dealing with, especially the more incessant thoughts that come up into Manomaya Kosha, it can be really helpful to write down what we're thinking and to really hack into each of those thoughts because it's so easy to just believe what we're thinking and it's so easy for one doubt to feed into the next. Mm -hmm. So if we have the opportunity to write down, especially those thoughts of doubt and really question them, like, okay, is this true? And it can help us too because we don't want to ignore Uh, especially when we're making big decisions, we want to have as much information as possible. And we'd like to discern which of our thoughts are actually helpful and which of our thoughts are just patterns and they're sprouting from the specific lens that we have on life anyway. You know, some of us will show up to different situations with similar thoughts because that's just how we're conditioned. So it's nice to take the time to use our discernment and figure out what kind of thought this is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I felt very much that those were just patterns, mm. that those were patterns of self-doubt, patterns of self-criticism, just the old story maybe others can relate to of questioning your, your self-worth or your abilities. And then I heard that loud voice say, knock it off. That's so cool. You know, I don't, it's so interesting to get right away immediate feedback after offering uh, an experience because as teachers, we don't normally get this, right? So interesting. And I also, before we move on, I do want to mention that the breath technique that was offered in this particular experience of the koshas, mm-hmm. it was three-part breath, which is filling belly and then rib cage and then up into the chest. And then it was full body breath. And those long, slow, simple breath techniques are specifically balancing for vata, which is then the doshas, which we also talk a lot about on this mm-hmm. podcast, which is what Ayurveda, which is what Ayurveda is dealing with, is balancing the doshas. And vata, V-A-T-A, is typically the dosha that is out of balance when we are feeling anxious and when our mind, like Amy reported to us, when our minds are so busy and our thoughts are scattered and turbulent and we can't seem to turn the mind off, that's a sign that vata is out of balance. And that makes so much sense for Amy because she has had so much extra activity in in her life, right? You have just been racing from appointment to appointment. You've been having so many conversations. Um, It's so easy for vata to become dysfunctional in that sort of situation. So these breath techniques are specifically to balance that. Vata for me is definitely out of balance right now. Like you mentioned with not just my physical movement, I'm moving from place to place, appointment to appointment. I'm in the car, I'm driving, my mind is racing. So that vata component of movement, of air and ether, of that constant swirling, turbulent motion, I have felt very strongly in the past week. And when we are under stress or great change, we can feel the effects of vata. And I have felt that with not remembering people's names, um, struggling to remember why I walked into a room, um, <laughs> oh, now we have something to blame. That's vata. That's vata. Where are my glasses? And they're on top of my head. Mm. All those things are are vata derangement, which I have been experiencing this week. And with that breath practice that you shared, of slowing the breath down and allowing each inhale and each exhale to come fully into the body. And even when you directed us to breathe in through the soles of our feet and breathe out through the soles of our feet, that was such a grounding, slowing practice for me. I could feel everything slow down. My body got heavier. 
sunk deeper into the supports underneath me. My mind got quieter and slower. And so that practice of first noticing the breath and then using the three-part breath to fully expand and fully empty was so grounding and soothing for my vata derangement that I have going on right now. How did Manomaya Kosha respond to an actual mantra of here now? Yeah, so here now, I can future trip all I want about how this is going to play out and what it's going to look like and who's going to come and what's it going to be like and yada, yada, yada. You're just going on and on and on and on. But bringing it back to here and now, I'm not there. I'm here. And I'm now, and I need to honor that and focus on that and experience that. And so that was very powerful to breathe, you know, with here and breathe with now. And yes, I have a lot going on and I have a lot of big things coming and I have a lot of plans, but it's life is happening here and now. And I need to experience that. Mm -hmm. And it's very feeding for Manomaya Kosha to actually have some sort of meaningful mantra or even a reading or poetry to focus on when we're feeling that that part of our mind is being unruly. It can be helpful to educate that part of the mind really with, with thoughts that we choose. You guided us to tap into the voice of our wise one. Mm-hmm. Vijnamaya Kosha. Vijnamaya Kosha, our intuitive Kosha, our intuitive body. And again, tapping into my wise one, I heard a, a strong authoritative voice again come to the surface that said, you've got this. Mm. You've got this. That goosebumps. I, that <laughs> feels so good. <laughs> Tell me about it. That felt very good. That felt amazing and authentic. Came from a much deeper place than the voice, the chattering, self-doubting voice that just wants to make noise. This was an authoritative place that said, you've got this. And then the beautiful meta meditation at the end with... The four blessings, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you live a life of ease. That, that meditation just gets me every time. It fills me with love and with gratitude and with peace for myself, for my loved ones, for those that I might have discord or problems with and then for the rest of the world like I just every time I hear or do that meditation I feel this connection to almost everyone on the planet (laughs) you know it just goes out and creates just this beautiful connection and it's just one of my favorites that's such a sign that you experience some balancing there of Anandamaya Kosha and any practices that help us to open the heart, that, that help us to expand our perspective are balancing for our bliss body. And it's interesting because you've shared here before that you're predominantly kapha, um, K-A-P-H-A, the dosha that is connected to earth and water. And the dosha that also when out of balance can feel a little stagnant and and heavy and and depressed. And one of the practices to lift kapha and to balance kapha is practices that open the heart. So it's so interesting to hear the change in your voice now and, and how energizing and lightening practices for heart opening are for you. And I've, I've obviously I've taught with you and collaborated with you and you get right into your heart when you're teaching. And that is when you are most alive. So I think of you often when I continue to learn that it's lifting for Kappa to open the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I adore those practices. And I get so much out of those practices when I teach them. I get just as much, if not more, 
than my students because mm-hmm. they do they do open my heart and I just feel this huge connection to those around me. Well, beautiful. So it's our hope that offering a practice like this gives you a bit of a sense of what we mean when we're talking about the koshas and how yoga perceives the body. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. There are a couple of places for you to stay connected with us. We've got a page on Instagram, the Radiant Warrior podcast, same with Facebook. There's a private Facebook group that you can ask to be invited to, but we love to hear from you. We thank you so much for your comments and your reviews so far, and we always appreciate positive reviews and subscriptions to the podcast. Yeah, I really recommend that our listeners download and save this one because I know I'm going to listen to this again and again when I need some help grounding and soothing. So I really thank you for putting this out for our listeners because it's going to be such a gift that they can come back to over and over again. And watch our weekly podcast because every now and again, we will be offering practices for you to enjoy and just as a gift. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share, Amy. And I wish you, I wish you a lot of rest. I wish you ease in the midst of all this excitement. And I support you 100%. And I know that Radiant Yoga and Wellness in Columbus, Ohio is going to be a beautiful, beautiful space. Can't wait to come and teach. And our listeners here will be the first to know the next time we have um, an offering there together. Yeah, it won't be long. It'll be right around the corner. As soon as the doors open, we will start putting dates on the calendar. All right, Amy, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Warrior podcast. If you found it valuable, please leave us a positive review to help others find it. And please check out the Radiant Warrior podcast on Instagram and Facebook to leave us your questions and find out where you can come and practice with us next.